Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. My beloved brothers and sisters, this evening we read a verse right at the beginning of the tarawih, which is probably the essence of our entire existence. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, right at the beginning of Suratul Mulk, الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا It is he who created death and life in order to test you. So what is the test? Who has better deeds? That's what Allah says. أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا Who from amongst you has better deeds? So it is never about quantity. It is always about quality. The only time that quantity has a significance is when Allah has made it compulsory. For example, my five daily prayers has to be five. The way it is fulfilled has to be in a certain way. But beyond that, everything is about quality and never about quantity. So this is why the Prophet Muhammad tells us Khairul Amali, according to one of the narrations, the best of deeds. What do you think the best deeds are? Madima alayhi wa inqal. That which is done regularly, even if it is a little. Because man's body is such that it is more complex than any computer system. If you were to regularize it and train it to do something, wallahi, it will not let you down by the help of Allah. If you train your body to get up at the time of Fajr, I swear by the one who raised the skies without pillars, two minutes before the alarm, your eye will open. You won't need that alarm. You will be awake because you trained yourself. And this is why when you train yourself for a period of time to do something, you will achieve it. Be it quitting a sin or fulfilling a duty or doing something good. If a person has a bad habit, and many people have bad habits, we are human after all. What you need to realize is if you can con continue to protect yourself from that bad habit, a day will come when subhanallah, you won't even think about it. Because 40 days have passed, you didn't touch the cigarette. Right? Four months have passed, you didn't touch the cigarette. I'm giving you a simple example. I see some of the brothers smirking at me like we're going to touch one as soon as we get out of here. May Allah grant us protection. But you know what I mean. Any bad habit... And there are so many bad habits, more and more, that are coming into play today. Just a waste of time is a bad habit. Did you know the Prophet ﷺ says, and it's a narration we should constantly think about, There are two qualities, two things, two gifts of Allah that many people are deceived about. They don't take it seriously, they take it for granted. What are those two? Your good health and your spare time. A day will come when you won't have the time anymore. And a day may come when you're not as healthy as you were. So pray and fulfill your salah while you're healthy. So you can make your ruku', you can make your sujood and so on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from us. Enjoy the prayer. Enjoy the salah. Here Allah is saying quality over quantity, right? When you come for salah, my brothers and sisters, do we need it or does Allah need it? Just ask yourself that question. 
Do you know why Allah makes certain things compulsory? Have you ever thought about it? Why is it that salah is compulsory? Why is it that zakah, a certain percentage is compulsory? Why is it that hajj for those who are able and capable is compulsory? Why is fasting compulsory? Have you thought about it? It is replied to in the hadith Qudsi where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, there is nothing more beloved to me than what I have made compulsory. Subhanallah. If Allah made something a compulsory duty on you and I, it means He loves that thing. So please enjoy it. Please enjoy it. It's your Rabb, your Lord, the owner of your sustenance, the owner of cure, the owner of mercy, the owner of everything, the owner of the akhirah, the owner of everything in existence. Subhanallah. You walk into this beautiful masjid. Do you know what it's called? Masjid Siratul Jannah. When they first named it, I thought to myself, it's a bit of a long name. But then when I started thinking of its meaning, I said, it is indeed a pathway to Jannah is through the masjid. A pathway to Jannah is through the masjid. What is Sirat? It is a path of what? Of Jannah. You want Jannah, find yourself in the masjids, in the houses of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. My brothers, my sisters, we need to realize Salah is a gift for us. Allah doesn't need it, but Allah loves it. So He wants to see, do you really love Him? Him who gave you the life. Him who gave you your identity. الذي خلقك فسواك فعدلك في أي صورة ما شاء ركبك Amazing verses declaring the greatness of Allah. He created you. He fashioned you. He made you. He gave you. He gave you your identity. سوارك means He actually gave you that identity you have. Biometrics and whatever else it may be. Did you know no two people have the same fingerprint ever from the beginning, Adam alayhi salam, to the last one in existence? Not only that, I've learned of something else. No two people have the same iris print from the beginning to the end. Not only that, if you were to shave your hair, and this is something funny, if you were to shave your hair, there is a little design upon which. Your hairs grow. No two people have the same. Just like no giraffe, no leopard, no cheetah, no zebra has the same design or mark from the beginning to the end. This is the creation of Allah. Show me what the others have created. That's what Allah is saying. What have we made? We've given every creature its unique identity. Allahu Akbar. That is my Rabb. I'm going to go back to Him. It's not just coincidence. The love I'm supposed to have in my heart for that Maker. He loves me so much that He gives me Ramadan. Ramadan is a gift of Allah. Salah is a gift of Allah. Ibadah is a gift of Allah. Allah wants it for you. To attain Jannatul Firdaus, to attain forgiveness. Do you know what Allah says in the Quran? Allah Allah's intention is to forgive you. Allah wants to forgive you. That's what Allah says in the Quran. But those who follow their lusts and desires want to be, or want to turn completely, want to turn you. Who is that? Shaitan. Shaitan wants to turn you away. 
So what does Allah say? Allah says, if shaitan had trapped you for 70 years and you uttered one word of repentance, Allah wipes out the 70 years. And Allah's mercy doesn't stop there. Allah says, if you did 70 years of ibadah and you uttered one word of evil, we will not wipe out the 70 years of ibadah. We will wait. Did you ever know, my brothers and sisters, the Prophet ﷺ tells us when a person sins, the angels are told to hold the pen for a moment. Perhaps he might repent. Perhaps she might repent. Did you know that? Your sin is not written instantly, but your good deed is written instantly. Your good deed is written with your intention. The hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, whoever intends to do good, man hamma bi falam yaf'alha. Whoever plans or intends to do a good deed but did not end up doing it, kutibat lahu hasana. It will be written for him as a good deed. That's the mercy of Allah. I planned to give you a million bucks. I didn't. Are you going to write the million in your account? Never. We are human beings. We're going to say, you're going to give it to me or you're in trouble. Right? With Allah, Allah says, you planned to do something good. You never managed to do it for some valid reason. No problem. We wrote it for you. Allahu Akbar. Then guess what? The same Allah is telling us through the blessed lips of Rasulullah that when you plan to do bad, it's not yet written. Angels are holding. When you plan to do bad and you don't do it, a good deed is written for you. Did you know that? One youngster, when he heard me say that, he said, I'm going to plan a lot of bad things. I said, no, man, no, no, no. Because the hadith says, when you plan a good thing, you are rewarded by the plan. When you execute the good thing, it's multiplied 10 times, 70 times, 700 times, based on your intention and several other factors. Allah multiplies it. But when you plan a bad deed and you don't do it, it's written a good deed because you didn't do it for the sake of Allah. What's stopping you from zina? If it is the fear of Allah and the consciousness of Allah, surely that is called taqwa. رَجُلٌ دَعَتْهُ إِمْرَأَةٌ ذَاتُ مَنْصَبٍ وَجَمَالٍ فَقَالَ إِنِّي أَخَافُ اللَّهَ one of the VIPs on the day of judgment is a man who was called by the opposite sex or a woman. It's correct for both sides. Who was called by the opposite sex to commit the sin of adultery. And everything was facilitated. And there were good looking people on both sides. And it was so, so doable. But they just said, I fear Allah and walked away. Allah says, you are a VIP. Day of judgment. Come. Subhanallah. So someone who planned a sin who almost committed it but held back. Allah says, you know what? Why did you hold back? For me, I will reward you for that. Something big. My brothers and sisters, stay away from sin for the sake of Allah. We, anyone can do it. Anyone can do anything. Possibility is possible. But for a mu'min, no chance. May Allah forgive us. May Allah strengthen us. That's why we need to make the dua. Powerful dua. Allahumma kfini bihalalika an haramik. Continue making that dua. You know what it means? Oh Allah, grant me sufficiency in halal so that I don't commit haram. Make me happy with what you've given me in terms of halal so that I never incline towards that which is wrong. And oh Allah, make me independent through your virtue in terms of sustenance so that I don't depend on anybody else. You don't have to go around begging people. You don't have to go around being a slave of someone just because they gave you a hundred bucks. 
What has Allah given you? Your entire existence is given to you by Allah. Let's become a slave of Allah. So Allah gives us a gift, gift of Ramadan. Take it as a gift. Your salah you fulfilled today. Don't ever be in a rush. One thing that impresses me a lot, those of you who are my age, perhaps a bit older, you might have realized over the years that the quality of taraweeh is improving. Have you noticed this? The quality of recitation is becoming better. It's becoming a little bit slower and it's becoming clearer and the huffad are reading more correct and more melodious. Wallahi, it's something I've learned and noticed. And one of the reasons why I simply cannot rush it because I want to tell you the truth. It's good to read bearing in mind the old people behind you. That is a fact. But that doesn't mean you compromise the word of Allah. You don't. The reason I say it is there is a hadith. We talk of the day of Qiyamah and we spoke about it this evening. We mentioned it a little bit earlier where the Prophet says, يُقَالُوا لِصَاحِبِ الْقُرْآنِ It will be said to a person who is holding within him the Qur'an. Now, the ulama generally speak of a hafiz. That a hafiz, it will be said to him. But when you look at the meanings of that hadith, it's anyone who's memorized any portion of the Qur'an. And I'm sure all of us here have memorized Surah Al-Fatiha. All of us here have memorized some form of surahs. So, inshallah, it will be the case with all of us. يُقَالُوا لِصَاحِبِ Quran. A person of the Qur'an will be told, Iqra on the Day of Judgment. Read. وَرْتَقِي And keep climbing. Keep ascending. Read and ascend. Ascend to what level? Iqra وَرْتَقِي وَرَتِّلْ Recite in a beautiful, melodious way. How you used to read in the dunya. That's how you read today. Let's see. So you won't be able to read in another way. If you were rushing from pillar to post and huffing and puffing, what embarrassment will that be in front of Allah? Allah says, read how you used to read in the dunya. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, don't ever worry about what people are going to say. Subhanallah. Because it's about what Allah has to say. Read in a beautiful way. My brothers and my sisters, when you're alone at home, take your time to make a melody out of your recitation for Allah. It's not important to rush and finish as much as it is important to read correctly and then finish. You find the point? If you have passed Ramadan and you read as best as you could and you struggled a little bit and you were a bit slow and you didn't manage to complete the khatam, no problem, you can finish it before or after. No problem. If you have, mashallah, it's a bonus. That's why the hadith where the Prophet says, Al-Mahiru Bil-Quran, the one who is a pro at the Quran, oh, he has a very high level. You know, he has a very high level with those who are top. But as for the one who reads the Quran and he's slow and he stammers and he stops and he goes back. Stammer is actually the wrong word because normally when you read the Quran, even if you have a stutter, for Quran you won't stutter. Ask those who have a little stuttering illness. May Allah grant us all cure. Come and read Surah Fatiha for us. They will never stutter in that surah. Why? It's the key to everything. Al-Fatiha, the opening, it opens up everything. May Allah grant us goodness. So, that person who's struggling with the recitation of the Quran, what happens? Lahu ajran. 
he has a double reward. Why? One reward for the Quran he's reading and two for the struggle and the effort that he's putting. It's a great thing. Subhanallah. So these are the gifts of Allah. Consider them a gift. When we fulfill salah, let's ask ourselves, do I really look at this salah as a true gift of Allah? I come, I make my wudu as a pleasure with a smile and I come, Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest. And I'm starting my salah and I'm taking my time and I go into sujood. Instead of subhana rabbi al-a'la thrice, I'll just say it two more times because I just love Allah. It's the quality, not the quantity. Subhanallah, the quality of my salah. Inshallah, we promise that we will improve on our salah. And even our zakah, when we give, give with a lot of sincerity, respecting the people you are going to give. Do you know why? Wallahi, the hadith says, the prophecies of the end of time, that a time will come when there will be nobody that you can give your zakah to. The way cryptocurrency is going, I can see that coming. I don't think that impressed you. But to be honest with you, yes, I'm not promoting or demoting. I'm telling you, people are becoming so wealthy. You can't believe it. Again, some of the youngsters say, Mufti, I can't wait for that day. You know, I can't wait for it. When is it happening? I said, relax. It's not such a good sign. Because imagine, you go with your zakat to someone thinking, and he says, I'm probably worth more than you, man. Then what? Then what? It's an insult. Sometimes they are wealthy from amongst us. You don't know. You're just sitting. The uncle is sitting quietly in one corner. The way he dresses and so on. You may not tell. Because some people are humble. Some people are stingy too. May Allah grant us ease. One day there was a man who walked into the masjid. The Prophet ﷺ knew he was wealthy. He had tatty clothing. The Prophet ﷺ says, what do you have in terms of wealth? He says, oh, I've got poultry. I've got quite a few, a bit of livestock and so on. I think he said livestock. So the Prophet ﷺ says, go back and dress properly with proper clothing because Let the gift of Allah that Allah bestowed upon you be apparent. The minute someone sees your clothing, they must know Allah's blessed this man. What's the problem? Today, the youngsters say, that uncle's arrogant. Why? Because check at the clothes he's wearing. Look at the perfume. It's not arrogance. Arrogance is when you despise people. It's not when you're wearing nice stuff, when you're driving the latest vehicle. That's not arrogance. You can't do that. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us humbleness and humility. So this is something that I thought I'd start with. Speak about the gifts of Allah in ibadah. And the fact that we are on earth in order for Allah to test the quality of our deeds more than anything else. Whether it's recitation of Quran, your zakat, whatever else it may be. Give, give. You know one thing that impresses me about zakat? The hadith, Qudsi. The Allah Almighty tells us, Anfiq, yabna adama. Unfiq alayka. O son of Adam, spend. I will spend on you. Give. Then I will give you. It's difficult because you know what? These are my last few. As it is, the price is going up. The rent is going down. This is happening. Excuses. Those are excuses. You give and watch what Allah does. Anfiq yabna adama unfiq alayk. Complete guarantee. The Quran has verses in it. وَمَا تُقَدِّمُوا لِأَنفُسِكُمْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ تَجِدُوهُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ هُوَ خَيْرًا وَأَعْظَمَ أَجْرًا We read that verse tonight. Allah says, whatever you have given in the cause of Allah, you will find it with Allah. It will be better and multiplied. 
completely. Allah will give you. Then my beloved brothers and my dear sisters, we need to realize that the Prophet Muhammad best of creation, most noble of all messengers, he came to us, he was chosen by Allah. He knew he was a Nabi of Allah, a Prophet of Allah. Guess what they did to him? They started calling him names. They didn't want to listen to the message. They belied, they denied with arrogance. Deep down they knew he was truthful, he was honest. They belied. Guess what Allah says? مَا أَنْتَ بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ بِمَجْنُونَ They are calling you mad. You are not mad. There's nothing wrong with you. The gift of Allah upon you. You are not at all mental in any way. Now, if you sit and analyze that, you'll realize that they harassed the Messenger do you think they will not harass you and I for being steadfast on the deen of Allah? Look today across the globe, what's happening to the Muslimin? Simply because they are Muslimin, they say la ilaha illallah, they have good qualities, sober habits, they have high morals and values, and that's it. Being driven out of their homes, being fought against. So much happening, such that when we mention names of places, by default we will leave out a few. Not because we want to, because the list is too long. So we have to say, Oh Allah, help our brothers and sisters everywhere, wherever they are. You know better than us where they are. That's what we say in the dua. But expect to be persecuted in the name of Allah. Expect to be tested in your iman at some point. Because when your iman is strong, you will be tested. Something will happen to try and create a barrier between you and Allah. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. We go towards Allah. That's why Allah says, also another verse we read tonight. فَاصْبِرْ عَلَى مَا يَقُولُونَ وَهْجُرْهُمْ هَجْرًا جَمِيلًا Bear patience regarding what they are saying. All that they are saying negative about you and against you, they will continue. It's a sign of success. Allah says, اُهْجُرْهُمْ هَجْرًا جَمِيلًا Stay away from them. Ignore them in a beautiful way. You see, sometimes you have a problem with someone. But you become bitter. When you become bitter, you, you are not beautiful about it. Be beautiful about your difference. What is beautiful? Say I have a difference with the brother. I am calm. I still greet. I'm still okay. I know the problem. Or if I don't greet and I want to stay away, I may do so without saying much negative things. Because I know one day there may be peace between us. It's going to be too embarrassing on that day for us to come back. I must leave a window open a little bit. And you know what? I need to realize the hearts are in the hands of Allah. My daughter might marry his son. Then what? Then what? Subhanallah. Some of you might say, no way, no chance. You don't know what may happen. I know of someone who murdered someone. Two generations down, the one grandchild or great-grandchild married the other. Subhanallah. True story. May Allah forgive us, grant us goodness. So anything can happen. Allah is telling Rasulullah bear patience, don't worry. You know, when someone calls you a name, are you that person? No, you're not. So they're talking about themselves or someone else. Leave it. Don't let it bother you. And be happy about it. Your life is in whose hands? It's in the hands of Allah. Not in their hands or my hands. So keep going. And remember something. Allah Almighty is watching. And Allah Almighty sees 
What is going on? When someone swore you, it was written for you against them. The minute you swore back, it was 1-1. This is not a football match. Subhanallah. It was 1-1. Why? He called me an idiot. I called him an idiot. And then someone might use a verse of the Quran to say, The recompense of an evil deed is an evil deed just like it. If someone slaps you, technically you're allowed to slap them back. But the reality is a true mu'min. Allah says, فَمَنْ وَأَصْلَحَ فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ You want a reward. You want a status with Allah. Just forgive and let go. Carry on walking. The circle needs to close. Imagine you clap, they clap you back. You clap them, they clap you back. You clap them. It needs to stop somewhere. Someone somehow needs to say, okay, okay, baskaro, it's enough. Right? It's going to carry on forever. Make peace. I know of problems that have happened that have continued through generations. At times. That's also a true example. Don't leave it too long. It's okay. Make peace. So, these verses that we read in Taraweeh, it is important for us to go through some of the meanings or to sit in a lesson of tafsir to understand what is being said because they are very, very powerful. If you take a look at the story of Nuh alayhi salam, we read this evening. Wallahi, there is a powerful point made mention of, we all want money. We all want sustenance. We all are perhaps to a certain extent struggling due to what has happened to the economies and so on. Do you know that your repentance will sort out your financial problems? Did you know that? Where did we learn it from? The Prophet and the Quran, starting with the story of Nuh alayhi salam. He says, I told my people, seek the forgiveness of Allah, repent to Allah. He will open the skies with beneficial rain after forgiving you. And He will grant you wealth and he will grant you children, and he will grant you success in this dunya before the akhirah. So if you want wealth, you've got to make peace with the owner of wealth. Imagine someone calls you and tells you, listen, I got a business deal here. It's going to last five years, and every month I need so many million of stock from you. What will you do? That man is suddenly a VIP in your life, because you know what? Hey, if anything happens to him, my business is going to go down. When Corona struck, before making dua for yourself and your wife, you're making dua for that bloke there. Allah protect us. Because you know, the door will close. Who is the owner of entire sustenance? Is it not Allah? Allah says, you're knocking the wrong door. You're knocking the wrong door. Knock the right door. Don't worry. Yawmun laka wa yawmun alayka. A day will always be for you and another day against you. A profit and a loss. Good and bad. It has to happen in your life. Take it in your stride. You're making money. A day will come when you're not going to make money. Allah has to test you with minus as well. Go to the mathematics exam. They can't test you plus, plus, plus all the time. Multiply, multiply. They must test you division. They must test you subtraction. And then you must, you must also learn minus numbers. If I say 100 minus 1000, you've got to know minus 900. What happened? That's a test. Allah tests you in the same way. You got, you got, mashallah, you got. When you got, you need to know what you're doing with it. Don't waste, don't be extravagant. 
pack away your gold bars for Allah by giving sadaqah. Give sadaqah. When you gave a sadaqah, it was yours. You know, common logic? Say I have a thousand rands. I gave a charity a thousand. Uh, sorry, uh, from a thousand, I gave a hundred or two hundred, right? That's 20%. That, my name is written on it. I gave it. What I kept 800, it's not yet, my name is not yet written on the complete circle. Only on the first half of the circle. I earned it. I haven't yet spent it. When you spend it, the circle is closed. Arrive on the day of Qiyamah, this man received, this man spent. How did you get? How did you give? I succeeded. Right? But if I've only received and not spent, it's half a circle. The other half, if I were to die, it's not on my name. It's now someone else's name. And a lot of the times, the more we leave, the bigger the war between those we've left behind. So it's nothing grand to leave something huge for everyone. Sort them out if you want in their lives. And it's not wrong to leave behind things. Look at Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas. He was ill. He was ill. He got cured. But when he was sick, he says, Oh Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it seems like I'm not going to make it. And I have a lot of wealth. I only have one daughter. Can I not give my wealth, all of it to charity? Because I only have one daughter. What is she going to do with all of this? The Prophet ﷺ says, no. He says, well then can't I give away two thirds? He says, no. Well then can't I give away half? He says, no. So can't I give away a third? So the Prophet ﷺ says, You can give away a third and a third is enough. Then he says, if you have wealth, it's better to give it to your folks, your own waratha, your own heirs, instead of them begging from people after you're gone, yet you are a wealthy person. But it's very hard for people to give. You know, I was reading a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ says, one of the things that will benefit you after your death is a good child of yours who will make dua for your maghfirah, for your forgiveness. And then I learned something very interesting, and I always say this. In your life, some of your children are closer to you than others. May Allah bless us with children and good children. Some are closer than others. Some of our children, we have a difference with them. Maybe because of the choice of a spouse. Maybe because of some misunderstanding. Whatever it was. Sometimes we've had people come to us, you know what, I need to block my child from getting inheritance. What's the plan? There's no plan. What do you mean there's no plan? There has to be. This child is like this, like this, like You know what? When you die, that might be the child who realizes and he might be the only one who will be making dua for you 20 years down the line from now. The others will be enjoying the money you gave them. It's possible. That's why be fair. Never mind. He might not have liked you in the dunya. You might not have gotten along. What if Allah says give, give it. Don't worry. You never know. So my beloved brothers and sisters, look at these verses of the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, we could go on and on and on with, these, with this, just the surahs we read this evening. Beautiful. Allah speaks about, Ya ayyuhal muzzammil. What benefit we have just from those words. O you who is enveloped in garments. Number one is the gift of Allah upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa The fact that he achieved nubuwa. The fact that Allah chose him. The fact that Allah chose his wife. Because remember, the first person that he went down to from that ghar, from that from that cave was his beloved wife Khadija binti Khuwailid radiallahu anha and he he actually wanted her to comfort him and he said to her what happened she believed straight away first person 
Many of us, we come with a story home, the wife says, mm, I'm doubting this guy here. <laughs> I don't know what, what he's saying. Subhanallah. Look at the relationship. You know what she said? Allah will never let you down. Kalla wallahi la Allahu abadan. It's impossible for Allah to let you down. You're a good man. How many of us, our spouses can say a quarter of that word. You're a good man. You fulfill the rights of people. You look after the orphans and the widows and the neighbors and the relatives. You help the poor. You assist the needy. You help in good causes. You are truthful. You are honest. Those are qualities. Subhanallah. Of who? Our beloved. Rasulullah sallallahu May Allah grant us his companionship in the akhirah. So Allah says, Ya ayyuhal muzammilu, kumil layna. Allah is telling him to stand at night in prayer. But he was a person who already knew he was going to Jannah. Do we know we're going to Jannah? We're just hoping. Do you stand at night in prayer sometimes? Once a month? Once a month? Two raka'at of tahajjud? Try it. Just tell yourself in your heart today, once a month I'm going to get up, two raka'at I'm going to do, and I'll build it from there. And if you can't do the two units, I tell you what you can do. Get up at that time and make dua. Start off that way. Your life will change. Your life will change. You become a better person. You realize sin has no place for us. You know, if you want to stop sinning, people ask, how can I stop? I'm addicted to pornography. I'm addicted to drugs. I'm addicted to gambling. I'm addicted to whatever, whatever. One of the first things you do, you seek forgiveness of Allah. Just become regular with your salah. That is a starting point. Salah is the primary pillar of the deen. You uphold it automatically. Inna salata tanha anil Every Friday we hear that, right? Inna salata tanha anil Don't we hear it every Friday in the khutbah? It means salah itself will stop you from immorality and wrong, evil, sin. Salah itself will stop you. You know what? You made wudu, you read fajr, you're waiting for dhuhr. What sin are you going to commit in between? You made your dhuhr, you're waiting for asr. What sin are you going to commit in between? You made your asr, you're waiting for maghrib. You made your maghrib, you isha. After isha, you're going to bed. Subhanallah. And you'll become strong with that. So start off with your salah. Push yourself, force yourself. I started this talk by speaking about the honor of having salah as a gift. And I'm ending it by saying, make sure that you push yourself at the beginning. A day will come in a short span of time when you won't need to push yourself. You know why? You'll just enjoy it. It will be nature. Look at the older peoples. They will sit and tell you, when I was young, perhaps I wasn't so regular. But as I grew older, you know what? You realize, where am I going to go? We are going to the mercy of Allah. We have hope. We have made a lot of ibadah and we have sought a lot of forgiveness. But remember, when you die, the condition upon which you died is very, very important. So always ask Allah for a good condition. Allahumma inna nas'aluka husn al-khatimah. Oh Allah, grant us a good ending in a way that we have shahada on our tongues. Brothers and sisters, a few more hours left for the month of Ramadan. Allah might give us a gift of having a 30th day. That too is a gift. Don't ever be upset when the moon is not sighted. See, people cry sometimes. But I was planning. I heard one lady say, but I made all my orders and I did all that. It's going to get stale. Look, you know what? That's not my fault. It's Allah giving you one more day. It's a gift. Gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us rahmah and forgiveness. 
Remember the one who has fasted correctly and stood in salah correctly, they will achieve forgiveness. You come out of Ramadan clean. Don't mess the sheet after that. Clean sheet. You're starting with a new slate. Don't write rubbish on there. Because on the day of Qiyamah, can, your own book will be given to you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, here's your book. Iqra kitabak. Read your book. Kafa bi hasiba. You are sufficient as a witness against yourself today. That's what Allah will say. We don't need witnesses. Here's your book, your deeds. Read it. You did it yourself. Tuba liman wujida fi kathira. Good news of a special place in Jannah for the one in whose books there is a lot of istighfar scattered all over. Therefore, seek the forgiveness of Allah every day. You will never go wrong. أقول قولي هذا وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد سبحان الله وبحمده سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك